This week on Moms Moving On. We did it with all three kids at once, together, before my ex moved out. And he did the talking because he was the one moving out. He said, your mom and I are getting divorced and I'm moving out in the next couple weeks. And then we just kind of let them have their feelings about it. There was a lot of feelings. I think they were pretty shocked. Which was hard, but at the same time, we wanted to do this before we couldn't stand each other and we were fighting all the time and the kids were like, what's going on with mom and dad? We wanted to do it before we got to do do that point because we were headed there. Is you just, I don't even want to say take it one day at a time. You take it one second at a time. Life moves on, so why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Hey, we're back with another Moms Moving On, and I'm really excited about today's guest because she's kind of like the OG divorce writer. And I remember back when I was separating, I would read her content on Scary Mommy and all of the other places. She, you write for more than just Scary Mommy, right? Yeah. Um, I would yeah. see yeah. all of this amazing content and think, damn, I am so happy I'm not alone. So before you know, we do anything else, we have to applaud the fact that this person has constantly put herself out there in a vulnerable, vulnerable way to make us feel better. Katie Bingham-Smith is here with me today, and now that I've said the name, you either probably follow her on social media or have read one of her really incredibly insightful articles. Katie, thank you so much for being here with me today. Oh, thank you for having me. Thanks so much. I know we play like Instagram tag where we're like, hey, share a meme. Hi, how you been? Good. Great. Okay. And now we're finally connecting and it feels so good. It does. So why don't you give the Moms Moving On listeners like the the KBS overview. Yes, I got divorced about four years ago. And when we were first going through it, I was a little bit timid about how much I should share, how much I shouldn't share. And I just realized that people wanted to know the truth. There's no shame in divorce. My situation was one of those where it was like, It wasn't this horrible situation. And a lot of people were like, why are you getting a divorce? Why can't you just like work it out? And honestly, we just weren't in love anymore. We were still friends, but we just weren't in love anymore. And I felt like the more I shared, the more connections I made and the more I felt okay about where we were in our life. Of course, my biggest concern was with the kids. And I think I've just realized that I'm showing them that my ex and I are showing them that you can move on and be done with one chapter in your life. And it doesn't have to be super devastating. And it's okay to, um, I don't know, make a new life for yourself. It is. It absolutely And be really is. open about it. And I think that's what people fail to see is like the the good lessons in divorce, because society will tell you like divorce is bad. And how do we stop this epidemic of divorce? And what's it going to do to our children? But like we forget to, you know, there's two sides to every coin and we forget to see that there are benefits to letting your children watch 
you become resilient or take life, you know, by the balls, for lack of a better term. And and that's the beauty of it. We're always talking about, you know, moms moving on in the sense that they are doing it as new moms or with toddlers or three toddlers in the house. But you did it with two tweens and a teen. And so I'm wondering about that experience because I never really dive into that. And I do have people who ask me, well, you know, my, I don't have babies. I have teenagers. What am I supposed to say to them? How are they going to react? So I'd love to hear your take on that. Yes. Um, if I'm being completely transparent, you know, we had talked about ending things six years before we actually did. And the fact that the kids were so young is what held us back. And for me, it was harder waiting, but honestly, because they were teenagers, they understood what was going on. It was definitely, it definitely had some hard moments. And I know, you know, you would have hard moments if your kids were younger too. But that was probably the toughest part of it, just to be completely honest, with older kids who understood exactly what was happening um, to see their reaction. That was really tough. And there were definitely some adjustments and some things that we had to do behavior-wise. And my ex and I just had to make sure we really stuck together and stuck on the same page. Well, that's what I always talk about is that united front messaging. Like you guys may no longer be united in terms of, you know, your marriage or anything else for that matter. But the way you approach it with the kids ultimately determines, I think, their whole experience with it. So because they weren't little babies and you, you know, you had you didn't have to wait for them to start asking questions and you couldn't rely on a cute little picture book to explain it to them. How did you say it? And did you do it with all three kids at once? We did it with all three kids at once together before my ex moved out. And he did the talking because he was the one moving out. He said, your mom and I are getting divorced and I'm moving out in the next couple weeks. And then we just kind of let them have their feelings about it. There was a lot of feelings. I think they were pretty shocked. Which was hard, but at the same time, we wanted to do this before we couldn't stand each other and we were fighting all the time and the kids were like, what's going on with mom and dad? We wanted to do it before we got to do to that point because we were headed there. I knew it was going to be hard because they were older, but we also couldn't hang on anymore. Just like we couldn't hang on and be like, oh, let's just wait for them to graduate high school. We just couldn't do that to each other. We couldn't do that to them. So we were just very blunt and honest about it. And then let them take over and ask them what questions they had. That's the best way to do it. I, and I always say to anybody I'm working with, there's like no real gray area for kids when you talk to them about this. It has to be, even if it seems cutthroat, you got to give them the truth. You don't want to give them any room to misconstrue something or have hope. You know, your dad and I are going to separate to see if we feel better that way. No, we're getting divorced. The end is here. Mm -hmm. And they know that they know what's going on. They know if you say this is a trial and we're going to see how it works out. Like they know what's going on. Yeah. Um, and, and they always do. I feel like they know much more than we give them credit for, especially the younger ones. But 
Was there one child that took it harder than the other or were they all just kind of like, okay, you guys do your thing? Yeah, I mean, they all took it pretty hard. My oldest took it the hardest, which kind of surprised me because he's he's very, um, you know, macho, doesn't talk about his feelings a lot. He took it the hardest and I was kind of surprised by that. He was also that age where, you know, getting into high school and he's experimenting with a bunch of different things. And there was a time there where I felt like he kind of used this as like, well, don't tell dad that I did this or don't tell mom I did this or I'm just going to go to dad's. Like he tried to go there with us and we had to like nip that in the bud because we could see that that was going to get out of control really quickly. So he definitely took it the heart. Let me tell you, for anybody listening, there is not a child of divorce on the planet who doesn't start trying to play their parents against one another. Like, I mean, when Bella was three and I said, no, you cannot have a Twizzler for dinner. Well, then I want to go to daddy's. You know, it starts it starts so young. And it's one of those things, like you said, you have to just stop it where it's starting because it can spiral. And it usually spirals for the parents who haven't dealt with their guilt or they're worried about the child picking one parent over the other. Like my mom always says, as much as you didn't like me for it, I was as strict as I could be with you because I, I didn't want, I I was doing it by myself and I didn't know any other way to do it. And I didn't care if you hated me for it, but I had to set those examples and that's our job as parents divorced or not. Right. Exactly. If you, if you let them play that game, they will play it. Hey guys, Michelle here with a word from one of our sponsors. The Soberlink system is designed to make parenting time safer with real-time remote alcohol monitoring. Soberlink uniquely combines a breathalyzer with wireless connectivity and is the only system that includes facial recognition, tamper detection, and advanced reporting. Parents can submit a test anytime, anywhere, thanks to Soberlink's wireless technology, which delivers test results by text message or email to the concerned parties. Simplify co-parenting arrangements by using the system that provides transparency and proof of sobriety throughout the day. Flexible schedules combined with real-time delivery results make Soberlink the experts in remote alcohol monitoring technology. For a limited time, get $50 off your device by emailing info at Soberlink.com and mentioning Moms Moving On. Drive safe. Wait, 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 wait. Before we do anything, I have to ask, have you not joined the Moms Moving On membership community yet? This is the place I created for anybody looking for the benefits of coaching without having to commit to a high coaching fee. I've rounded up my go-to experts to put together curated content just for you, including free monthly webinars with me, self-confidence boosters, co-parenting tips and strategies, heartbreak advice, divorce anxiety relief, legal advice from top U.S. attorneys and mediators, financial advice, ebooks to help you on your journey, journal prompts and worksheets, discounts for all my favorite brands. The list goes on and on and on. And all of this at only $9.99 a month. Yep, you heard that right. $9.99 a month to be connected to women all over the world who are going through exactly what you're going through and to connect with me. Go to momsmovingon.com slash become a member and join us today.
I imagine you guys are amicable. Yes. Yep. Like dream, dream scenario. You guys can talk without arguing. You guys see eye to eye about the kids, which obviously bodes amazing for your children. What is your, are you guys 50, 50? We are, I mean, I work from home and he runs a very busy business. So I'm home more during the day. So I, he has them three nights a week. I have them four, but I have them more during the days because I'm home and I'm here and I can spend time with them. I can pick them up from school. I can take them to their appointments. So it just makes sense. And as much as he's laid back and flexible, we have still had some time where it's just that we wanted to strangle each other. You know, we just do our best to keep it together in front of the kids and realize that they come first. Their, how they see us interact with each other affects them deeply, even if they don't act like it. Um, So we just remember that it's about the kids and they're the most important thing. And we just try to come together as much as we can. And, And so far it's worked for us. I mean, knock on wood, so far it's worked. So I'm so thankful for that. Well, I love that you said that you guys have had moments where you want to kill each other because even in the most amicable of situations, you know, you're not always going to see eye to eye. And it's it's owning the fact that it's okay to have those moments, but working your hardest to keep it away from the kids. And, And the older they are, the easier it is for them to pick up on this kind of stuff. So kudos to you for being able to do that. Did you have any like custody issues or you guys kind of said like this is what works best this is what we're going to do yeah we didn't have any issues we were we've just been so lucky i don't know why it's worked out so well for us um it was important to him that his kids stayed in the home where they grew up in it was important to him that i was still able to be around as much as possible He's super flexible when it comes to changing nights or if he wants to go away for the weekend with his girlfriend. We kind of like, he lets me know and then we trade it up later so we can have more time with them. I'm just so lucky that he's such a good dad and that he puts them first. I mean, I owe a lot of it to him because I can be a little bit more like emotional. I get more stressed out and he has definitely kind of remain steady through all of this and like i said i think i owe so much of that to us parting ways before it got to the point where we just like hated each other right well and also you let yourself sit unhappily for a little bit in like a comfortable unhappiness where you where the the end was mutual and i think for anybody listening who's like oh i could never be that way with my ex or my ex is never going to be flexible or understanding with me you might just be at the beginning where feelings are high and resentment is high and pain and anger and ego is involved. Inevitably, it gets to a point where things calm down. But the reason why Katie and her ex-husband are able to have this amicability, at least from my you know, 40-foot view, is, is this level of mutual understanding that you guys couldn't be together. It wasn't like you walked in on him with the nanny one day, like there was a deeper understanding there. So when two people are okay with the notion of divorce, co-parenting goes better. When you have one person who didn't want the divorce at all, naturally it's not going to be as easy for them to adjust to co-parenting. So if you're listening, you're not doomed. Everybody's situation is different. 
Right. Exactly. And I know from your social media, and it always makes me smile so hard that you are in a new relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about, yeah, like dive into that because he's adorable. Yeah. Oh, thank you. He is. He's great. We've been together for almost two years and I definitely waited. I did like the online dating thing. I waited to introduce my kids to somebody who I wanted in my life and who I felt was worthy to be in their life. And I think the thing that is so great about him, again, I have to gravitate towards laid back guys because it kind of like levels me out because I can be a little more high maintenance. Um, you know, he has a teenage daughter too. He's fun. He's great with the kids. It's been a great thing for me. Him and my ex get along. It's It's been so great, but I'm so glad that I waited and that I realized early in the dating game, like, I get to choose too. Like, I think so many of us are like, oh, am I going to be good enough for this person? Or is this person going to like me yeah. after you've been out of the dating scene for so long? And come on, like I have had three kids. I'm in my forties. I hadn't done this in so long. And I got caught up a little bit in the wanting other people to like me. And then I realized one day, like, I'm, I'm choosing a person who is going to be worthy of coming into my life and my kids life and it takes some time to like get to know somebody to prove that girl that's the beauty of the second time around like you get to be choosy and you get to realize like this isn't just about landing a husband and like starting a family it's about living life on my terms with somebody who fits in in the best way possible yeah well good for you for being able to do that so how did the kids take it were they okay with that? They were okay. They were actually like so anxious to meet him because they knew I was like dating. Um, and it had been years. And my ex got into a really great, healthy, serious relationship like a month after he moved out. And, and he waited like six months to introduce the kids to her. But they saw him moving on and happy. And I think enough time had passed that they wanted that for me too. And they knew they were kind of make jokes like, oh, mom, like another date gone bad because I just felt like I just wasn't, you know, meeting him. And I think they were happy when I was finally like, I really like this guy and I want you guys to meet him. They all get along with him. They took it well. But I do think for me, it was because I waited I didn't rush into anything, which, which that's, you know, subjective, right? That could be six weeks for somebody that could be six years for somebody. Very true. But I'm saying for me, for me, when I was ready, um, I could have seen myself maybe getting into something I shouldn't have done, you know, getting into something I shouldn't have earlier, but I waited until I was ready. And I think that they sensed that, that I was ready. So that's why it's gone. What did it take for you to feel ready? I think it took realizing that, you know, I can't look for this perfect person. Like your mate is not going to be everything you want all the time. It took accepting, I think, that I had a lot of flaws too, and that I had things I had to work on in my relationship. Bingo. I'm always always talking about that. Like, 
yeah, maybe your ex was an asshole and cheated on you and destroyed your marriage, but that doesn't mean there aren't things about you that you can make better and bring to the table, people. And and I'm glad right. that you were able to see that in yourself, even though you had a mutual split. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely made a lot of mistakes. I can be selfish with my time. I can be, you know, impatient. I have a lot of things that I need to work on myself and it's just realizing that and kind of accepting that about myself, but also getting to know him for a couple months, seeing how he was with his family, letting letting myself earn his trust, um, and vice versa, you know, because I he had a daughter too, and then really deciding like, are we going to do this? Because come on, when you combine four teenagers, like it's not going to be flawless. It's not going to be the Brady Bunch. No. No, I know. I'll tell you, blending, blending is a whole nother topic, but it's, it's so delicate and you have to approach it. Like you have to be so emotionally evolved and secure in your relationship and, and confident in who the person is that you love to trust the whole blending process, because there's going to be exes involved and there's going to be feelings and teenage emotions and hormones and attitudes and questions and, and it's definitely, I feel like the fact that you're doing this at, at this time in your lives, you and your new boyfriend, um, sets you up for the long haul. Because if you can make it through this, like you can make it through anything. Yes. And, you know, realizing that. So when I was married to my husband, it was kind of like, it's okay to tell the kids, like, you need to go to grandma's or because I need to work on spending time in my relationship. Obviously you don't say it in those words. Right. Go away. I need to get laid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're able to put each other first and let the kids know that like your mom or your dad is number one. We need to keep our relationship tight. And when you get together with somebody that has children, you lose that spot on the totem pole. Mm -hmm. Because you need to make sure your family is solid first Mm -hmm. before you kind of introduce this new person. And it's like you said, it's a delicate balance. You don't want the kids to feel like they're pushed aside because now you've mocked as a new boyfriend. So that can be, that can be tricky too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for me, it was like, I was so hyper-focused on my, now my now husband's daughter because she was way older than mine and at that age that she could feel pushed aside or she could feel jealous and so I was so mindful of that for so long to the point where it was like you know even my husband was like it's okay she's fine like let's worry about us I was always like but is she okay and did she say anything because I was in that position once too which gave me great perspective because my own parents Mm -hmm. had divorced when I was uh in elementary school so it's all it's all a delicate balance like you said divorce is never easy and when children are in the picture it can be extra tricky especially when communicating with your ex is a challenge now there's an app with you and your kids in mind it's called fair f-a-y-r fair is the easiest most intuitive and conflict diffusing co-parenting app on the market FAIR helps eliminate misunderstandings while also improving communication between co-parents. In the long run, creating a loving environment for your kids. Here's what you can do on the FAIR app. There's a time-sharing calendar to track custody. 
exchange days, and never forget those special events. Documentable text messaging. And an expense tracker so both parents can add and monitor expenses, track receipts, and add notes. GPS check-in, that's a court-verifiable way to document your presence at all GPS-verified locations. A monthly parenting report to download with your details. A private journal to take notes, add photos, and screenshots. A file vault to keep your records, photos, and documents organized and in one place. The opportunity to export all of your records into a convenient, time-and-date-stamped PDF when you need documentation for legal matters. And there's a Spanish version of the app as well. FAIR allows you to experience co-parenting in a totally new way. Simply, inexpensively, transparently, and fairly. Lose the he said, she said, and be the best parent you can be. Be F-A-Y-R, FAIR. Subscribe at BeFAIR.com. That's B-E-F-A-Y-R.com. And then download FAIR from the App Store or Google Play. Go to FAIR.com for more details. Don't forget to use the code MICHELLE to save 20% off the cost of the app. For somebody who's listening, Katie, and who's read your work and who is as inspired by you as I know I am, what is some advice you would give to a mama who is just starting out in her divorce journey? This is what I always say when people ask me. Is you just, I don't even want to say take it one day at a time. You take it one second at a time. If you know you need help, um, you ask for it in that moment. If you know you're having trouble sleeping, find something that will help you sleep. Don't look four years down the road. Don't look to next month and say, how am I going to pay the mortgage? How am I going to fix repairs around the house? What am I going to do when I don't have my kids? Take it one second at a time. Do not overwhelm yourself with thinking about all the what ifs because there's way too many and you can't control them. And also you will move towards what you want to do. Some women, when they ask me, I'm not sure if I should leave, I'm not sure if I should stay. You know, and you will move towards what you want to do. Sometimes without even knowing it. And I think you just have to go with it. You do have to trust in all senses, whether you're not sure whether you need to end your marriage or not. You have to trust that like you're going to be led to a space where you're ultimately going to figure that out. Everyone I've had on the podcast that talks about that topic will say when you know, you know, and it is the absolute truth. And the same goes for dealing with your life on the day to day basis after divorce. It's all going to sort of like even out what's now is not forever. I love the advice that you give one second at a time, because even if you're getting advice from a coach or a writer or whoever, Everybody's situation is different and you have to take it as it comes. What ifing will kill you and drive you mad. It will kill you. Yeah. Yeah. And also I'll add that there's no shame in like having those sad girl days. Like, you know, can't talk right Right. now doing hot girl shit. I'm doing sad girl shit. I just got divorced. I want to be in bed and not talk to anyone. That's cool too. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'll even say four years post-divorce, like I'm in a happy relationship. My kids seem pretty well adjusted. I still have those days where I'm like, I can't believe this is my life now. Same. I can't, I can't deal with it right now. I feel super sad and nothing prepares you for when it pops up. And it's not always on Christmas night or Thanksgiving. You know, sometimes you're driving down the road and you see a family holding hands and it hits you and 
those feelings are going to come and it's okay. Just let them come. Love that. Katie, I love you. Thank you for being here. Where can, oh, every you where can everyone find you and your amazingness? Oh, thank you. I'm on all platforms at Katie Bingham Smith on Instagram and Facebook. And I'll link that in the show notes. And if you want to do yourself a favor, give her a Google so that you can find her articles. Um, they've been, you know, you and I separated at the same time. Literally, I'm four years out now, four years yeah. and two months. And having you there, just knowing that you were out there putting this stuff into the world was so helpful for me. So everybody listening, check her out. Thank you for being here. I am really loving your responses to our episodes. Don't forget that what you what you give us, I want to give back. So if you have ideas, questions, I can always fit them into an episode. Um, if you are just starting the divorce process and looking for a way to sort of do divorce differently, you can do exactly that with me and a few other of my favorite divorce professionals. On April 21st, we are having an all-day summit covering how to do divorce in a more modern, peaceful way. So information about that is on my website, www.momsmovingon.com. And I love you guys. Thanks for being here. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.